Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1223, January 10, 2024. 52 degrees on this day on two occasions, 2002 and 2012. And boy, weren't those 1970s chilly. 32 <laughs> degrees on this day in 1977. Oh, I'm Hell. sorry. 13, thir- 32 below on this day in 1977. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me one day after... We were licking our wounds on the Vikings' fourth Super Bowl loss. We were treated to 32 below weather. Yes. Wow. Ooh. That's a double whammy. That is hurtful. <laughs> There's a. am getting emails from as far away as San Diego regarding the photograph of the new St. Paul City Council, which is all female. I, I have to believe that isn't that unique. There are probably other city councils around the country that happen to be all female. Is it because it's a capital city? Is that why that's a big deal? Uh, I guess it's a big deal because nothing could be more... Uh, I, You know what? I'm struggling with how to react to this. One of them's got that whole Hmong uniform on. You know, the costume? Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't know if she's going to wear that on a daily basis, but... That's her deal. That's fine. Well, it can't be any different, worse, I don't know what the word is, than what Matthew has on today. That's I mean, true. What do you call that costume? <laughs> and it can't be any worse than Fetterman in the halls of Congress. Here, I Googled, Joe, all female city councils in the USA. It came up in the United States. Uh, the United States has seen all female councils before. Asheville, North Carolina in 2020. Las Crucis. Is that how you say that? New Mexico? New Mexico. Thank you. No C in there. Uh, but St. Paul is the largest city in the country to achieve such a standard. Congratulations. Well, congratulations, gals. And uh, you know me, I'm I'm a bit cynical. Uh, congratulations to all of you. I'm rooting for you. But I have absolutely zero hope for <laughs> anything that... <laughs> This, in terms of husbanding the city, this will be. Uh, I think we'll see uh, great efforts in the mystery, <clears throat> great efforts in the oppre- in the oppressed for <laughs> the oppressor. Yep. And I won't be here tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about after the break today? <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't if this doesn't clear up by tomorrow, I will not bother you and will not be here. All right. So I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what the staff has to say about it. Uh, well, well, let's just, give them a year. Well, that's just it. And it, it goes along the lines of, okay, you're the first. Great. That's always important. Yeah, but but it's not. Let, let, let's see some progress because let's be honest, St. Paul's in trouble. Yeah, and I just, I guess what I'm wondering, are they up to it? Well, no, because aren't we going to get the same... Do you guys realize we sound like it's 1950 right now? A little bit. No, we well, don't we really sound do. like it. No, we don't sound like it's 1950. We don't for this reason. This is the ultimate victory of the oppressed versus the oppressors. This is the ultimate victory of the mystery. These women have absolutely, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm rooting for them yeah. to 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 govern wisely. Remembering that not spending money is also leadership. Uh, St. Paul taxes are way too high. I look at this crowd. They're making little hearts with their hands, and and, and they're all uh, happy, and that's great. Well, what the hell is going to happen? Here's my question. When do we become the oppressed? Well, I already feel like I am with okay. this cold. That's <laughs> depressed. Now it's 1930, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I no, I don't care that they're all women. It's that they're all women of the mystery. Okay. None of them have a background in actual work. They're professional activists and politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. But sp- that would that would also be the case. That doesn't mean just because they're female they're that way. Because there's males that are the exact same way. Absolutely. That they're professional. Yeah. Activists. Absolutely. But I am reading a story about them right now. One was a civil engineer. Several were teachers. Two are nonprofit executives. So that they doesn't count. Well, nonprofits I am, don't count. Teachers am, don't count. I'm down, down <laughs> with the Hmong. I love the Hmong. And I've always wanted the one thing about like uh, Qatar and the Arab countries. Um, that ain't the, Hmong land. No, I know. But what I want to say is the costumes that the guys wear. Yeah. You realize you could go stark naked under that? Yeah. You know how awesome that That's would be? Free. No underpants, no socks, you. no t-shirts. Yeah, well, that would be so too, awesome. They probably do. I think yeah. Rookie's doing that with those pants he has That's where I, I bought these in Mungtown. Yeah. You know, for all I know, this Mung member, uh, maybe that's a, a very special occasion, would compel her to wear this uh, outfit. Do you mean similar to Mung New Year when you see them yeah, walking Yeah, something around? like that. Maybe, yeah, this is a, maybe this is a real feather. Well, it is a feather in her cap. And now she has the uh, the outfit on, and that that's great. So there you go. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what to say about it except <laughs> when is the Hmong New Year? I don't know, but they have a huge celebration at at uh, XL. A lot of it's not games. the same as yes. Tet, is it? Huh? Is that uh, isn't Tet the New Year for Viet Vietnamese? I right, is it the same? Up. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, I am so ill informed. Year is the Hmong. Speaking of city councils, I have got a really great note from a guy who has a great point. Uh, of course, I can't find it. You can't find it, no. <laughs> but it was really good. It's a really good point. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> got it. It's from Dave Splints. He wouldn't even need a nickname, would he? Hey, Splints. Splints, what's up, man? That's Splinty. a good one. Splinter. Splintsy. If the Minneapolis City Council thinks passing a resolution for a ceasefire in Gaza will be effective, why not pass a resolution calling for the end of car thefts in town? Or a resolution calling for the end of all crime within city limits? Seems like a no-brainer to me. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. (laughs) It really is. Let's go. Yeah. 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 How about you pass a resolution, no more car thefts in Minneapolis? I wish he would have sent that to me. I would have stole that idea and credited myself. Yeah. It's a wonderful, <laughs> that's, that's a, a wonderful great idea. Thought. The uh, yeah. Hmong New Year celebrations occur anytime within or close to the end of the harvesting period, give or take a few days, usually in November. However, the... TSA Sahav Taj event is based on the lunar calendar, typically in November and December. So that's tough to narrow down. I like Christmas twelve twenty five. You know, this one's kind of like it floats. Hey, uh, I think Chris the uh, H might be say, silent in uh, Hmong. Oh, it I is. could be wrong. Hmong. Yeah. yeah. Hey Rook, I heard you mention that you were at Saints West the day of the last Viking Super Bowl showing. I was there that day as well. I was there all the time, even worked there a bit. I met my hubby there too, small world, Sandy the GL Quilter. Really? That is, I went skating with my granddaughter just a couple of weeks ago when she sent a picture. I am being taken to task for violating my own rule. It's going to be about to blow her. Uh, no, uh, no? I, I'm not waiting a long enough time to have resolution for a major story. James Lee writes, you guys are still confused. We're talking about the airplane Uh in Tokyo. This was not a door that fell off or a door that was not properly closed. Rookie on Tuesday keeps making comments involving this notion. What fell off the plane was a plug. It is a solid structure used to block the opening where a door could be installed. It was not a door. Nobody incorrectly closed a door. This was a plug. Please give a rookie a talking to in the woodshed on this. I told you I wasn't. Um, I said I wasn't briefed. I, I preceded he, that by saying. He must have been <laughs> referring to Monday's show because we made that very, very clear yesterday. Okay, I have a question. 
Very clear. <laughs> I have a question. Here we know? are. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the emergency row exit, there must be some mechanism that opens this so-called plug. Oh, well, God. what I heard this morning, right. what I heard this morning, yes. I didn't read, is that there's a possibility that the bolts that are supposed to be used to fasten this plug to the airplane might not have even been in place. Oh, dear God. Well, yeah. now we go to a pilot. Does he want me to use his name or not? He doesn't say. Scott. Joe, if you feel like reading this, as always, please feel free to add it for brevity, as you are a certainly better writer than I am. Scott, okay. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you! Joe, I'm a captain for the hometown airline with more than 30 years of flying experience. I have flown more than 15,000 hours in 10 different types of large commercial aircraft, including several of the Boeing 737 variants. Okay. I listened Monday on the council as you broke your own 48-hour rule when you and the nincompoops were commenting about the Alaska <laughs> Airlines depressurization. Most of the comments were based on an incorrect understanding of what had happened. No fault of your own, because we all know reporting isn't what it used to be. No, I'll take the blame. It was my fault. I should have known. Today, the second day which you spoke on this subject, the commentary clearly still lacked an accurate grasp of the situation. Although I am not a euphorian, I felt I should intervene for years and my fellow listeners' sakes. As a veteran airline captain, I can tell you that finding the causes of these types of incidents can take a lot of time, usually months, sometimes years. Generally, I don't comment, knowing that the cause of most accidents is something that most of us pilots haven't even thought of. However, I will break my own personal 48-hour rule with the understanding that my assessment will likely be in disagreement with the ultimate NTSB and FAA findings into the root cause of this incident. And no, Chris, it's not millennial workmanship. I don't know what he's referring to. Because I thought there was a, you know, the, the standards oh, had oh, been yeah. lowered. One of the primary items you all see to be missing completely is that this is not a door. Okay, we have that okay. in the first email. Made yeah. that clear yesterday. It was a door plug. What does that mean? Let me break it down for you. And I love this because you learn more here by accident than anywhere else by design. What does that mean? Let me break it down for you in terms that will make more sense. We have all driven by housing developments where there are 20 to 30 houses that all look at first glance to be identical. They have the same basic shapes, roof lines, driveways, etc. But some may have a deck while others do not. Some may have a bigger, smaller window. And some will have a garage service door on the back or side, etc. You with me so far? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. When the manufacturer of these homes builds them, the framing is basically a constant, but the options that the homeowner ordered can make them slightly different from the home next door. The homeowner CP says she wants a window in one of the spots, which the framing will allow a viola, an extra window. There even may be a rough opening for a door. That doesn't get installed, but just gets sided over. See where I'm going? Now take an aircraft manufacturer such as Boeing. They, too, build an aircraft frame to specifications approved by the FAA. When they are lined up in the factory, the airlines, the airliners, the airframes all look exactly alike. The manufacturer, like the home builder, sits down with the customers who tell them how many coach, first-class, economy seats they want on each particular aircraft. Okay. Uh, this is really getting long. Uh, <laughs> the Alaska... The Alaska's, I'll, I'm going to... Well, he said, cool. he said go ahead and edit it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to cut Scott down. knows what he's doing. The Alaska 737 MAX 9 uh, that had the issue okay. did not have a door on the spot that blew out, but rather a plug type of panel that was attached where a door could have been placed but was not ordered. From the inside, it will look the same as every other wall and window of the aircraft, just not a door. On the outside, before it was departed, before it departed the aircraft, it looked like a door-shaped panel. When you look at the photos now, you will notice the holes where the bolts that attach the panel are. Just no panel and no door hinge because there was no door. 
if I were to wager a guess, they are going, they are going to determine that the, fa- the fastener used on the plug was not engineered with the correct material or the bolts were not torqued to a oh. necessary level oh. or somewhere along those lines. Hope this helps elucidate and educate. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Scott, for me dying. Can I, can I go? Yes. Do you want the truth or the real, real truth? Let's go with the truth first. What he did at the end of that email is he threw some speculation. Some would say wild speculation in. Mm -hmm. That is our job at Garage Logic. We (laughs) are the best in the world at wild speculation. We will jump to conclusions and count those conclusions as fact until told differently. Now, the real, real truth, before you go, I know you're dying to respond here, Joe, just let me finish. The real, real truth is when we do that, and sometimes we might do it knowingly, it's it gets GLers involved. It gets them involved with the program. It keeps them engaged. They send us emails. We read them. The emails continue on and on. Next thing you know, we've done 90 minutes and we go home and, you know, eat hamburgers and drink beer. You're welcome. You're welcome, GLers. I I, I would like Scott to email me again because I think I've come up with the greatest question. If that's an exit row, why is there not a door? Okay, okay, Um, Stacy, our geologist, she has been uh, texting me this whole time. She says it is not an exit row on that plane. Oh, and I would give her the benefit of the doubt because she's on planes every other day. She's flying around the country and the world. Yeah, but I've sat in exit rows. Am I sitting by a door? Well, if it's got that big handle on it, right? Yeah, I believe it does. It's not I as always large bu- as a door, what? though. So in other words, if there's a plug, it's not necessarily an exit row. The smart traveler always volunteers to sit in either the exit row or by the galley. Those exit are- row, that means you're out first. You're, I'm out of here. See you. I see no, you. Uh, they those say, are you willing so, and able to? Well, no, that's what they say. The oh, yeah, I'll oh, help yeah, anybody out. Yeah, I'm doing the George Costanza. I am out of there. <laughs> Women and children, I will step Where? Out. Yeah, where are my kids? Me? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. See you. See you, losers. And uh, <laughs> sitting by the galley, that means you get served first. From PrecisionDoorMN.com, they serve the <laughs> metro in western Wisconsin. The garage door is the most underrated moving mechanism on every house. When we are not doing preventive maintenance, especially when it gets cold, stuff breaks. Garage door parts do not like to work as well in the cold. Most common problem we see is broken springs. When they break, it's loud. Whether it's a broken spring or a new door, Precision will fix your door right the first time. That's the Precision promise. They have you covered because there is nothing they haven't seen Hmm. and nothing they can't fix, which is why I have been urging you to visit Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Everything we do is about the customer. This is new copy, but I'm giving them their due. Everything we do is about the customer. It doesn't matter what it takes to get it fixed. We have the parts on the trucks. Our goal is to fix your garage door and opener the same day, and they will. PrecisionDoorMN.com. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Sure, man.
help. You cannot stop him. No. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. You're doing very well. Using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel, your gas gives you just one less thing to worry about. A lot of people in the, I'm talking mostly non-GLers here. These are guys, ladies that don't listen every day. They might not realize that most preventable engine problems start right in the fuel system. It's our J-O-B as GLers to spread the gospel of seafoam. It cleans harmful gunk and varnish from the entire system, helps your engine run better, start faster, and last longer. It works the same kind of magic in all sorts of cylinders, no matter what kind of engine it is. Seafoam is the ticket. You can find it anywhere and everywhere. The true believers always have an extra can on hand. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Just bear with me a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I just have to complete a very short text. Is it to one of us? The oh, funny thing with happened the CP. To me in the Aren't you guys always doing that? That's true. You're just reminding me. No, not me with something. the CP. <laughs> I think you heard me. Yeah. Hogs. Mm-hmm. I've never read about hogs before. What do you want to know? Well, it is a, in your meat category. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was reading Jambon. that. Uh, Minnesota is a very, very popular hog farming state. A hog haven. Yes, it's a hog haven. Mm-hmm. We're now getting it up. when I said it. Well, she got my car put away, and I couldn't. I'm never going to hear the end of that one. Oh, boy. Why did you just admit that on the show? I don't yeah, there's, You didn't have to say that. I know. I you just said didn't. the quiet part out loud. I know I did. Oh, Joe. Don't say my name on the air. <laughs> apparently, in, apparently, in order to sell hogs to California market, we have to, we, meaning Minnesota hog farmers, are going to have to completely redesign the way they raise pigs. For because California wants them, you know, hand, they want them hand-fed their grapes oh, and gosh. they have free range and live at the Ritz-Carlton. And <laughs> these people uh, in Minnesota, they raise their Pigs in pens, right? They're pigs. I mean, you know. Uh, A new California law took effect January 1st that requires that any pork sold there must come from operations that offer livestock more space than in past practices. Okay. So the most populous state in America, California, holds some sway over U.S. hog farmers consuming about 14% of the nation's pork supply. Many of the nation's hogs come from the Midwest, including Minnesota, hmm. which ranks second in the world behind Iowa in number of pigs raised. Well, I don't know if it's the world, but second in this country. Minnesota only trails Iowa for raising pigs. Well, it would make sense because there's other portions of the world that don't consume pork and we we've seen uh we've seen our officials acquiesce to other california rules Mm -hmm. about cars for example why don't you just let california be california they're in big trouble we don't need to copy them now i am i am pro animal so i really don't i don't know you like a nice hog i like i like i like animals uh my favorite animal is an elephant i thought it was crow well, crows, too. You'll eat crow every once in a while. A crow that rides on an elephant. <laughs> I saw crow. a video of a crow working out the little food piece in the tube. Oh, they're bright. Man. Have you ever seen the video of a crow sliding down a roof on a on a bottle top? Uh-uh. Oh, it's a sled. Yeah, he takes it back yes. up and like slides down. Like he's going Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Crows play with each other. They have actual playtime. Did you read the I'm stat? sure a long way from the hogs here. Yeah, I'm trying to get back on track. Did you read the state that um, about 14% of the nation's pork supply ends up in California? That's why they hold such sway? Yeah, I just read that. Okay. okay I, was, I was distracted by the, the whole crow thing. It's California <laughs> dictating to Minnesota producers how to raise pigs, said Todd Moratz who is head of production for Gaylord's Wakefield Pork, which raises some 50,000 hogs 
across our region. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Pork producers have fought this law, arguing it amounts to one state telling farmers in other states how to raise their pigs. Uh, But the law received the U.S. High Court's blessing last spring. So... If if joke. if if the guy down the road who raises pigs wants to sell them in California, uh, let's see if we can find out what do they have to do to meet these uh, new guidelines. Uh, we can't raise them uh, in close confinement. Uh, we have to; they have to have more room. Apparently, I don't know what that will cost hog farmers. I, w- I would imagine it's considerable. Have you ever seen a hog yard where they are allowed? To roam free. Of course, of course. I've been slander with hog poop. The first thing you have to do is you have to bury a steel fence about four feet into the ground because these things dig. And then they tear up every inch of grass that there is and they turn everything into mud and manure and it's disgusting. It's manure. Uh, Yeah. And it's everywhere. It's in your hair. It's in your nostrils. It's in places unmentionable. It's gross. Should that pasture be close to a creek? I, I, well, ideally, I guess that's what California would want. But then you've got manure in the creek. Right. That's no good. And you don't want to be up shit's creek without a paddle. Correct. Pork producers say the new regulatory environment... Driven by voters in California in 2018 when they approved ballot measure, Proposition 12 will drive up the cost of pork for consumers from San Diego to San Jose. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? You're a hog farmer in Minnesota. You quite literally, I hate to use that word because it bothers Kenny, but you quite literally are now taking your orders from California. Yep. That seems unfair to, to that. me to the yeah. hog farmers. I don't do that. Why can't we just leave us alone? We'll raise pigs. We seem to have been doing it successfully Hello? for many if years. If we're number one Wait, or number two, w- repeat what you just asked. Why can't we just be left alone? Yeah, you know the answer. Well, to of that. course I do, but I, I still want to be left alone. Right? Can't we're we're, we're here third, to help. We're from the government. Yeah. Third column, uh, Joe. Second to last paragraph yep. says what we need for uh, square footage. Okay, nevertheless, supporters of the ballot measure won over public support with 63% of California voters approving the measure that requires 24 square feet for each sow. Wow. I don't, is that big? Yeah, that's a lot. So you have to be, yeah, um, for a hog it is. Um, So you have to, you know, and a lot of these hog yards are huge. Can you imagine the acreage that you would have to fence and keep tidy to meet these measures? Don't you think, wouldn't you have thought that the voters of California would have, would have had greater problems than this? Again, I'm not advocating for uh, harm to animals, but I don't know. Uh, pig farmers in Minnesota have been raising pigs for 100 years and apparently doing it quite well. Well, this is in the category of, like you just mentioned, because you owe the pig uh, to be read to uh, every night. You know, take <laughs> Massaged. Yeah. You're right. I mean, what the hell do you want? Yeah. A bottle of uh, bottle red, sense. you know. <laughs> bottle red, bottle white. They're evil, Joe. Hogs are evil, evil animals. They will knock you down and eat you. Well, and, uh, maybe feral hogs would do that. No, 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 uh-uh. no, no, no. no, no. no. Pen, mm-hmm. you do not go in the hog pen. Will you they do get not you? go in. They yeah. will get you. When I yeah. worked on a yeah. pig farm as a youth, that was the rule. You'd never go in there by yourself. I have a good friend who has a pig as a pet. There was, but if you said the kind of that, pig it was, I'd know the name. It's that not reminds just a me of farm pig. That reminds me of a jaw Pot joke. Belly? Huh? What Pot John? Belly? Pot belly. Maybe that's it. There was a uh, documentary several decades ago, it was early time travel, where this young lady that lived on a farm, uh, there were three farmhands, she was walking on the fence of the pig sty and all fell into Mm. the pig sty, and she was rescued by um, one of the farmhands. Yeah, if, if you've ever seen Deadwood, you know, 
Mr. Wu's pigs. For Minnesota, 3,000 pig farmers who sold more than 15 million hogs last year, those seeking to be Prop 12 compliant have hired auditors to prove to California their pork is raised under the new rules. So another additional expense um, thrown on top. Good Lord. What's a package of bacon going to cost? You know uh, what I've package done? of bacon yesterday was listed at Cub twelve ninety nine. It was on sale three dollars off. I got it for nine ninety nine, and that was for thick sliced applewood bacon. You know what I did for the first time? I have two neighbors that in the spring they order a bunch of little baby pigs. They force feed them all summer long, and then in the fall they sell them to us, the neighbors and consu- consumers and community. That it's good. So I ordered, uh, I ordered, I've already got my hog for next year on order. That's fantastic. And I did something else this year that a lot of GLers should consider. I ordered and bought a quarter of a beef cow, a steer. Well, I mean, Spencer does that kind of thing, doesn't he? 197 pounds on the hook. Where is divided. it? Um, it's still at the meat market being processed because I ordered some brats and summer sausage and stuff like that. In addition to steaks and chops and ground. May we uh, take a time out and go to uh, Rookie? the Rook, and then we're going to come back with John Height. I need to hear about Zero Res, Rookie. I have it in my hand, Mr. Reavers. I have it in the, the greatest deal of 2024 so far is with Zero Res. And their Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee backs up all of their work. I've worked with Zero Res for years and I welcome them into my home. You should welcome them into yours. They can do the furniture. They can do the carpets. They can do regular floors as well, as well as those air ducts. But right now, please, GLers, take advantage of this great deal. You're going to get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. And the uh, dirt that's hiding in your air ducts, take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. It's very simple. Call Zero Res, don't do it yourself because the machines you have aren't as powerful and safe and as effective. 4.9 rating on Google. Google, Google 17,000 yes, reviews. Yes, the ghouls. Where is ghoul? There are ghosts <laughs> in Zero Res carpets. Get rid of the ghosts with Zero Res. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. You have to let them know that you want the Rookie GL special, because otherwise they won't know that you're listening to the podcast. 952-Zero-Res is spelled the same, forward or backwards, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Get your carpets zero-resified. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hey, you. What? Yeah, huh? you. What? Are you tired of being a number with your big national bank? So tired. I certainly was. That's why I made the switch to my new friends at North American Banking Company. Locally owned and operated, and they first opened back in 1998. They made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker, and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they get it. They realize there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. Check them out online today. NABankco.com. That's NABankco.com to learn more. Banking done differently. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Uh, before we get to John, did any of you boys uh, have some uh, uh, s- some doubts about who's running the country when you have the Secretary of Defense Oof. not yeah. even informing the president <laughs> that he's got prostate cancer and had to have surgery? What the hell? Huh? Yeah. That's a what the hell. What the hell? What the hell is going what on? What the here? hell? Here's John. 
<laughs> Thanks, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by North American Banking Company. We now know the identities of those involved in that shooting incident Monday night in Cloquet. The Cloquet Police Department has identified Nicholas Elliott Linnaeus as the shooter in the double homicide Monday night at the Super 8 in Cloquet. Linnaeus first shot hotel clerk Shelby Marie Treadle, 22 years old, near the front desk before turning his gun on Patrick Jeffrey Roars of Deer River Park, Minnesota. Roars was found dead in a vehicle in the parking lot. Uh, Linnaeus is from Ramsey. He was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound outside of the hotel off Big Lake Road. He had two decade-old alcohol-related gross misdemeanors on his record, but no violent crimes. The Cloquet Police Department, which is leading the investigation, still uh, says they are looking into a motive. They do not have a motive yet, and they're trying to see if there was any connection between the victims and the shooter. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension investigating a use of deadly force incident in Polk County. The Sheriff's Office says its deputies and police from East Grand Forks and the Pine to Prairie Drug Task Force were executing a warrant at a home in Reinhardt Township, which is just a few miles south of East Grand Forks, when the suspect left and came back inside. Police said the 42-year-old man was seen outside a home that belongs to his mother around 12.30 in the afternoon yesterday. When officers tried to approach him, he ran back into the home, police followed, and the man was shot and killed. The man who was shot by officers taken to a hospital but died from his injuries. Local media in the area said the suspect had been wanted on 12 theft charges, and police had been looking for him since August when he failed to show up for a court date in Polk. County. Pennington, Pine, Pipestone, Polk, and Pope are your P counties. Your mind is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Firefighters battled flames in a building in St. Paul's Midway neighborhood overnight. Crews were sent to the area of University Avenue West and Milton Street at about 3 in the morning after a woman who lived in an apartment called saying the unit was on fire. According to the St. Paul Fire Department, she evacuated the apartment from a window, then got onto the roof. Officials say she was not hurt, and she is believed to have been the only occupant inside the building. At one point, firefighters were inside the building battling flames, but they were all evacuated for their safety. Fire officials at the time said the building is unstable. They were worried it could collapse. They have said this morning uh, they will demolish the building. No word on the cause of the fire. Uh, I am not sure of this, but your guy Fred Mello on Twitter, Joe, or yes. X, I guess. Yes. That this was the uh, location of the last adult bookstore in St. Paul. Uh, oh, I know where that is. University in Milton. <laughs> yeah. Mil- no. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. I, I've never been. Uh huh. You were pretty <laughs> eager about that. Very eager. You have never uh, had that type of reaction to a no. news story in no. GL. <laughs> I, the only reason I know is because I saw the uh-huh. video of it. Yeah, there's nothing you can say. It, it, it says on the side, adult curiosities, like adult toys and something. No, you but saw a, it and you thought, man, I spent a lot of time in it. it just, I know the place left and right. Yeah. It's very run down. It's just a, a crummy building. That, I mean. uh, the roof is the roof burned out, so there's there's no roof on that thing. Right. Yeah, what are, you, what, That's what, like, what are you saying when you see a run down adult bookstore? Get me in there. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. see this. I got a pocket full of quarters. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I walked into, was it Lickety Split or Sex World? I was going to buy edible underwear because we were going to give, who was the morning show guy? Tom, he was the producer. Tom Goodrich. We were going to give him uh, edible Tom, underwear as a joke. I don't want to hear this. So I went in there looking for, and the guy was right behind me, and I didn't know where to go, so I stopped. He <laughs> took a left right to the... Adult appendage. He knew where he was going. He knew. He knew the layout of the. Of the he store. walked in. They like, said, hey, grocery shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Weren't you just here fifteen minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, you know Larry the Cable Guy's joke about uh, edible underpants, right? What he is went that to, again? Yeah. He uh, went and bought uh, bought a half a dozen pair for the wife. He had three of them gone by the time he got home. <laughs> <laughs> that man, underwear is good. <laughs> The uh, plans. I, I, I couldn't think of anything less appetizing, to be perfectly honest. I don't even want to discuss it. Well, isn't it just licorice? I think it's just licorice. Well, it's, hey, it's it's more about the licorice. I'm gonna move along here and change the subject completely. Yes, the plan to build. The plans to build an Eagle Brook Church in Plymouth were approved during a Tuesday night city council meeting. According to Plymouth senior planner Sean Drill, the council voted 4-2 to to approve the project with 
three conditions. There has to be two access points or roads into the property. They'll have to review the landscaping plan. They'll have to add more trees, in other words. And they have to make upgrades in the design to make it look less industrial. Eaglebrook's proposed church would accommodate about 1,500 people inside wow. a 64,000 square foot facility. There would be about 685 parking spaces. Legal representatives for Eaglebrook had threatened action against the city of Plymouth after counselors denied a request to build a new campus last month. The city denied the request over concerns about traffic and potential harm to the environment. Is it in a big open field in Plymouth that the residents would just as soon preserve as a big open space? No, didn't this have more, the opposition had more to do with the fact that this was a faith-based operation, correct? That I'm unaware I of. I thought it was just because of the uh, concerns oh, about is. the area. Okay. Yeah, are uh, these the, the problems it would cause with all the people? Got it. These these big churches uh, are these the um, big box versions, big yes. box store versions of churches? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's all. I mean, pretty good music. They got you know they got the whole the drum set. If there's a drum set, you know it's a newer. <laughs> the Catholics don't roll out the drum sets. The Catholics. Do they? Uh, I have been yeah. to a Catholic mass where there's a drummer. He's about ninety. Okay. And he, <laughs> he's just going ta ta ti ti ta. Uh, you, not, you, not really on beat, right? No, you play drums, it. don't you, Joe? Sometimes. Uh-huh. And you you're are. Catholic. Yeah. We went. Th- we and went through a thing. Ninety. When I, when I was in my teens in the Catholic Church, where there was a lot of folk masses. Do you guys remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, that was a, a big, lot of uh, folk masses. That was a big yeah. fad for a while. What's that mean? Yeah. I don't understand. What's oh, that mean? Guitars and you're folk singing music. Uh, folk versions, oh. you know, uh, We Shall Overcome, the, you know, Got all it. kinds of Oh, music. really? Yeah, yeah, that was oh. huge in, uh, when I was Hippie growing. music in church? Yes. Hippie music, exactly. Oh. Uh, you can now add license plates featuring Minnesota's professional sports teams and the blackout plates to the list of those you can get from the Minnesota Department of Driver and Vehicle Services. In addition to the black and white plates, you can also buy plates representing the Vikings, Twins, Timberwolves, Lynx, and Wild. Uh, they started all this on January 1st since then. Uh, the biggest team buy so far, uh, the Vikings plates have sold 459. The blackout plates, which also started January 1st, 3,886. I think they're kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, extra $30 fee for the sports plates support team charities, while the blackout fees support driver and vehicle service programs. Uh, now, there are numbers. I found this uh, somewhat interesting. Maybe, maybe you guys will. The various critical habitat license plates that we have are on 254,544 vehicles wow. in Minnesota. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, collector plates, 232,500. I've got two of them with collector plates. There you go. That's, that's, the the way, that's the way to go, even if your car isn't a collector. What's the, what's the qualification? 20 years. Like 20, 20 years old? Yeah. Uh, you'll be relieved of those high fees for the remainder of... Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personalized plates, there are 80,400 in the state. Uh, support our troops plates, 46,008. And veterans plates at 29,069. Now, the black plate, the problem with it is it's going to look like a, a temporary dealer plate. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't have it a does. driver, it doesn't have a license plate look. Now, well, I asked earlier before the show because it came up because I've seen, I have seen some from, is it Iowa that had see, these for a you while? You've seen them? Yeah, that means the same. But they are they're they're a black plate with a white outline on it, and I think they're right. Iowa plates, right? Yeah, I I don't know yeah. what color car would go best with a black plate. Black, probably. Yeah, or white. There, yeah, I I know there are many other states that have this. I remember when they were first proposed here, they put a list of states that say, "Hey, look, they use them here, and everything's fine." So. Uh, All yes. I know is uh, I was super outraged about this story until I read past the first <laughs> paragraph, and then I no longer care. Playing the Thanks. role of Chris Reavers. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know who yeah. has a cool license plate? In all seriousness, Mexico. With they, it's a black plate with a yellow outline and you, the flag. It's really. Do cool you just looking. write in your own numbers? No, yeah. but it's like really cool. Backwards looking. S. Yeah. The country you're talking about the country in Mexico, right? The whole no, country. I'm talking about Mexico. You know, <laughs> well, I New don't Hampshire. know. I... Yes, I'm talking about. So the they country. they just have one plate for the whole country. You well, know, I, I have dates or whatever. Gonna, I don't have. I'll see if I can pull it up here. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm no, sorry. There, it is cool looking though. 
in that. John, sometimes it's best just to nod and go, huh. Oh, okay, okay. Chris. Oh, that's, that's interesting, interesting Chris. Anyway, yeah, interesting. fascinating. It's like because license plates came up, so I was trying to find context. I better read a story Joe's looking at his watch. In national and international news, uh, just two Republican presidential candidates are uh, in uh, tonight's debate. They are Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. With just five days before the Iowa caucuses, the debate may be their last best chance to change the trajectory of the race before voting begins. Donald Trump, of course, is the big front runner there. Uh, he's the only other candidate to meet the 10% polling threshold, but as he has six times before, the former president is declining to show up given his overwhelming lead in the polls. It's freaking uh, what, January. Are we really going to hear about this for the next... Well, primaries are always this early, Chris. I was thinking about this today, that this is going to be an incredibly difficult year. You think? And I told you two or three years ago, nothing will ever come of this Trump problem. Nothing. If he gets fined today, he'll appeal that. It'll just never end. Never end. With uh, the former president listening intently in the courtroom, federal appeals court judges in Washington yesterday expressed skepticism that the former president was immune from prosecution on charges that he planned to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The judges questioned whether they had jurisdiction to consider the appeal at this point in the case, raising the prospect that Trump's appeal could be dispensed with on more procedural grounds. Meanwhile, the former president warned of Bedlam, if his prosecution is allowed to go forward in an angry statement just minutes after the court appearance. See? Isn't that cool? I just showed Rookie the Mexican license plate. Yes. Mexico. Am I the only one on the on the program that enjoys listening to and watching Trump speeches? I really, really, really love listening to him speak. Yeah. Waiting for him to what? Paint an audio corner or No, he's just so outrageous and He's all over the map. The hyperbole is just so awesome to me. I just suck it all in and applaud and I I just think it's fun may when he I, speaks. May I make an attempt at a link? I think you enjoy it much in the same way you enjoy watching Roycey operate on Twitter. Right? Absolutely. He calls, he'll make fun of an opponent's wife for being homely. Yeah. I mean, where, who else are you going to get that on the, on the right. presidential level? You've got a guy mocking his opponent's wife because he doesn't think she's pretty. Right. That is well, hilarious to me. But if, if another presidential candidate did that, He'd be immediately I, thrown out of the presidential sweepstakes. But don't you think he's taken it to a lower level where we're all Americans level. can enjoy watching these debates? If they're just going to throw insults at each other, I'm all in. I'll be but, if you're going to start talking policy and laws and yeah, I'm not interested in that. I want insults. Next. Well, didn't he get to didn't he get to the point where he said I could use the Navy SEALs and just kill anybody who disagrees with me? God, that is his, his lawyer said that in That's, this case yesterday. Are you kidding yesterday. me? That's insanity. I love I, I it. When I read that, I thought, so if he wins this, does that mean Biden can grab him, throw him in Guantanamo, and, and he has immunity? I don't, I, well, I don't understand. Are you guys still holding out hope that this is a successful, um, good country to live in? It's an asshole. We've gone down the <laughs> toilet. We're we're in the in the. That's why this show's here. We're to kind to, of bring us back. Trying to hang on. Yeah, but this is going to be a bad year. Oh my goodness, bad year. Today, well, Hunter some, Biden showed up. I, I got that right here. Okay, go, John. Got it, got it right here. Yeah. Hunter Biden showed up in person, unannounced, at a House committee hearing today, this morning, to reconsider that it's considering a resolution to hold him in contempt of Congress for allegedly defying a subpoena demanding his closed door testimony. Biden was accompanied by his two attorneys, appeared in the hearing room of the Rayburn House office building shortly after the House Oversight Committee convened. His surprise appearance and equally sudden departure a few minutes later immediately stoked anger from members of the committee's Republican majority, many who ended up yelling over each other and Democratic members of the committee. Nancy Mace said, yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, as I'm speaking to you, you are not above the law. After 30 minutes, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene began to speak. At that point, Biden abruptly got up and left, prompting scoffs and cries of, where's he going, from the panel. <laughs> Oh, the, on the third rail, you are above the law. It's, it's just it's but, so obvious because nothing's they gonna, ever going to happen to you. 
start throwing rotten fruit and tomatoes at each other and <laughs> yeah. just it just all it's out mayhem. It's oh, coming yeah. to that. Yeah, the, the country's gone down the crapper. Right. Hasn't there been in Great Britain instances where they just go yes. crazy and yeah. start throwing yeah. stuff yeah. at each other? A melee. <laughs> a Donnybrook. Yeah. Queen's in there throwing a cream yeah. pie and all yeah. <laughs> uh, Biden did appear before reporters right after that. He offered to testify in a public hearing and said he would have been happy to do that today had they asked. But the head of the committee, Representative Comer, rejected that proposal. Ecuador has erupted into a civil war with cartel thugs after the president ordered the army onto the streets and declared a state of internal armed conflict. Criminals rampaged through the South American country's cities after President Daniel Noboa ordered a state of emergency. Hooded gangsters seized a state TV news studio while the university was attacked and jail guards reportedly executed by prisoners. Ecuador has been rocked by a series of attacks, including explosions and the abduction of several police officers after the government imposed that state of emergency in the wake of the escape of a powerful gang leader from prison. That gang leader is 44-year-old Adolfo Macias, the leader of Los Choneros gang. He was found missing from his cell on the same day he was supposed to be transferred. Meanwhile, Peru, which is right next door, declared a state of emergency along its northern border with Ecuador because of the ongoing violence. Is Ecuador where they wear the cool hats, or is that Peru? No, the tall stovepipe type hats. Yeah, that I don't don't know. know. It's not important. It's not important. Do they wear hats? (laughs) Never. Never The finance company Wallet Hub. Remember, they do all the the state rankings for everything? Sure. Uh, They are back now with the 50 states, the best place in the country to raise a family. States evaluated and ranked across five key dimensions. Family fun, health and safety, education and child care, affordability, and socioeconomics. They use 50 relevant metrics, including well, a bunch of stuff, pediatricians per capita, daycare service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How does Minnesota uh, the, rank? Uh, Minnesota ranked very well, actually. Minnesota was number three. Number one was Massachusetts. Number two, North Dakota. Hmm. Really? Number three, Minnesota. Huh. And uh, South Dakota was eighth. Other than that, they're all pretty much uh, Midwest or East Coast. <laughs> Have you guys, do you ever watch, did you ever watch when it was a big hit, um, Jerry Springer show, when the people on the stage would <laughs> get, get in fights oh, and yeah. the, the wigs would come off oh, and, yeah. and the dresses <laughs> would get ripped and a boob would pop out oh, and it was hello? just on you people on the ground. We set a world record for honks because of the Jerry Springer show. That oh, that's what I want to see yeah. in our Congress. Yeah. And then that's who was what the, who was the security guy? Steve, the bald guy. That for the show, everybody back. Yeah, that was for the fat kid, right? But uh, yes. that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, hand throwing I want. I want to see wigs coming off and dresses being <laughs> yeah. ripped. Uh, yeah, a good cat fight. I think we're headed there. Old guys getting kicked in the jewels. Yeah, John. What was your list? The state guys. thing. What, what was the list of? What we were uh, the list to? of the best states, uh, most uh, which states had the most favorable conditions for family life. I see. Okay. Well, I only bring the, or mention that because your governor Tim Walls was on CNN yesterday. He really? made an appearance. Yeah. Here uh, we go. Um, he is now the. Hold, hold on here. I'll just play this clip. Uh, he was asked about the differences between um, the uh, Republicans' leading states and the uh, Democrats. Well, well, look. Whoops. Just the strange things they become obsessed with, demonizing our children, uh, becoming obsessed with people's personal lives in their bedrooms, restricting freedoms. I'm surrounded by states who are spending their time figuring out how to ban Charlotte's Web in their schools while we're banishing hunger from ours with free breakfast and lunch. That's what the public's looking for. That's what they're trying to get to. And they will weirdly obsess with everything to be mean and cruel and small in their ideas. <laughs> He's, who, who is he, what? No. Yeah, who? Who? Name names. He's such a lying fraud. Thank you. And he says all of that to misdirect you and lead you away from the incredible taxes that we pay in this state and the fact that they're spending us. They're spending us into the ground. And nobody's worse on children than your lefties. We're bad. First of all, uh, Charlotte's Web isn't banned because um, I, I looked that up. I thought that's news. I had e. never B. heard that. E.B. White. Yeah. I had Yo, never heard e. that before. But apparently there was a group in Kansas 
that motion to try to get it. Uh, There's really banned. nothing wrong with it. No, it's a great book. Yeah. But the other part of it is he Kenny's right. He is such a lying fraud. Yeah, it's Everything all misdirection. It's misdirection. It's gaslight. I couldn't care less. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> We're banishing hunger in our Thanks, John. I really bit hard on that hook. <laughs> what was the question asked of Walls? Or no, it was Reaver's fault. Actually. Yeah, it is my fault. I don't know it. what the direct question was, but it the answer he gave was the difference between his state being Minnesota as opposed to the Republican states in the union because are there any he is now the chair of the Democratic Governors Association oh boy yeah we talked about that yeah one. he's a, yeah. he's got the big job yeah, yeah. 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 Go, yeah. Uh, Joe to answer your question yes in Ecuador the Panama hat no, is worn. I'm not thinking of the Panama hat I was it's, thinking more of a decorative Hat, almost like the Hmong council Canal. member hat on today. Yeah. This is the uh, light-colored, lightweight, and breathable, often worn as accessories to summer-weight suits. No, never mind. Well, okay. Sure, okay. everybody wears Panama hats. I mean, summer. I got a Panama hat. That's not hat. what Joe's talking about. He's talking about a big, weird, yeah. decorative yeah. thing. Uh, weird story we talked about off, uh, off air yesterday. I still don't have a grasp on all this. Uh, an NYPD visit to a Brooklyn synagogue turned chaotic after police tried to fill a secret tunnel. An alcove found at the site. Did you guys read about any of this? I did. Yes, no. I did. It's quite confusing. Um, apparently, it's two different uh, Jewish groups who have been at odds for a long time. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they, they both claim that the synagogue belongs to them. So one group apparently couldn't get access, so they started building tunnels around the area so what? that they could use, <laughs> yeah, this synagogue too. Uh, wow. It, and eventually, uh, a police report suggests that the work was done within the last few years, and ultra-Orthodox believers opposed the police who came in to break things up by throwing benches at the officers and rioting inside the facility. Wow. Others others who wanted the tunnels to remain open fled into them in hopes that their presence would dissuade police from coming in. It ended up with 10 rioters being arrested, and the synagogue was temporarily shut down. They were built without the authorization, the tunnels, that is, from the Chabad leadership, which runs the synagogue. They weren't to code. Not huh? to mention the city you know, probably didn't approve them. Maybe sometimes yeah. the um, the police should take the approach of uh, referees in hockey. Just just let them work it let out. Let them play. Let them work, let them work it out. Moshi, it's an interesting nice story. Nice to see you in the it. tunnel again. Military police in Canada. Is that all you think about his money? Is that all you people think about his money? <laughs> Military police in Canada are threatening to charge a sex worker who offers discounts to Canadian soldiers and senior leaders are warning troops to stay away from the Kingston area woman. Well, it's Anything a, it's mar- you want. It's marketing. Yeah. I'm looking well, for companionship. Eh? Joe, Joe is correct. Efforts have backfired and the sex worker, Christina Leah Gilchrist, says that she is being inundated with messages from military personnel interested in the services she provides. Marketing. Yeah. Marketing. Brilliant. Selling selling of sex in Canada is legal, but military police allege Gilchrist broke the law with, quote, the unlawful use of military uniforms. Military police said in a message sent to the sex worker, upon review of your website, it was noticed that you are not only advertising your services wearing a military uniform, which is a controlled piece of clothing, but also displaying other parties engaging in sexual acts while also in uniform. She went with that whole Sergeant Bambi thing, probably. Fantastic. eh? She offers discounts to Canadian Forces personnel, points out she has repeatedly stated in her advertising she is not, nor has she ever been a member of the military. She said, I've never walked around in public pretending to be a soldier. Military commanders at Canadian Forces Base Kingston also took the highly unusual step in mid-December of telling soldiers about Gilchrist. Troops were warned to stay away from the sex worker. Okay, Hoser. Uh, Joe Hans wants to know if you're thinking of the El Dorado hat. Nope. Okay. El Dorado. I'm really, it's, really sorry I brought it up. Yeah, it's uh, you're not talking about a real hat, like a stylish hat. It's a it's costume a, type It's thing. a costume thing, yeah. It's, it's not the Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, it's not the Indiana Jones hat, is it? No, no, no. no that's, that's a derby, isn't it? No. Isn't that a derby hat? 
No. Oh, my uh, God. John, thank what, you. What thank about you. Um, <laughs> everybody so in the it? early 70s, it, their winter hat was like this big fur thing that looked like an envelope. Well, it was a you know what I mean? Thing. It was a yeah. 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 Joe, Joe, are you thinking maybe about a cowboy hat? Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> I to go yeah, ranch. I like cowboy hats. <laughs> what about a trucker hat? Flat brim, no, sideways. Wasn't a trucker hat. Maybe like a baseball cap. What about, oh, I know, Joe. Was it an ass hat? My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Might have been. Oh. It might have been. All right, take a time out. We uh, need to hear from our friend. I will Rook. say this, though. my uh, uh, The boss of my other job, Jack Simonette, did come in the other day after he told me not to send a company-wide email, and I, I sent it instead of deleting it. He asked the other gal in the room, he says, do we have any hats with the... Uh, with the word ass on him. And I said, uh, I think we're all out. He said, well, you and your ass hat uh, should be worn about 24-7 around here. I just thought that was funny. Good Because uh, you you violated protocol. Uh, was good, he was a little good, frustrated. Good story. Man. Well, I just had to do because you said ass hat. Uh, uh-huh. Speaking of funny hats, <laughs> if I may segue. Sure. We're still on the air. Secret handshakes. <laughs> Minnesota Masonic Charities. Now, they may have some uh, funny handshakes, some funny hats, but they're making all the information that they have available to you here online out at their campus in Bloomington. You can learn a lot about Minnesota Masonic Charities. In 2006, several longstanding charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to make one umbrella organization. And you know what? To date, they've given out $13 million in scholarships. So if you'd like to learn more about scholarships, Minnesota Masonic Charities proudly uh, represents the charitable interests of Minnesota Masonry and encourages the engagement of Masonic Lodges and Order of the Eastern Star Chapters with their communities across the state. Uh, You can find ways on their website how MMC supports the efforts of Minnesota brothers and sisters with links to important documentation. Now, they do close their scholarship deadline February 29th. That's on leap year day. February 29th. Learn more about these scholarships and so much more about the organization at mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Sure. <laughs> Are we coming back to close? I think so. For good. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Souchere. This is Dylan. It is. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from the traveling linemen who are now... Tom is in the Chicago area for a doctor's appointment. Jessica is in Las Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. Now... They both, gratefully, have gotten out of Ecuador, which we just heard on the news is turning into a giant bleep show with the drug uh, gangs running rampant. So uh, I'm glad they're out of there. On this day... Joe, today is January 10th. In 1925, the Arrowhead was selected as the official moniker for northeastern Minnesota, the result of a nationwide contest sponsored by the Northeastern Minnesota Civic and Commerce Association of Duluth. Hmm. On this day... 1975, a fierce three-day blizzard struck, bringing one to two feet of snow with some drifts reaching 20 feet and winds up to 80 miles an hour, closing most Minnesota roads, stranding a train at Wilmer and killing 35 people and 15,000 head of livestock. The St. Paul Pioneer Press reported that an offshoot of an Arctic storm had blasted into the Midwest, commencing that that wind ain't whistling Dixie. Hmm. What? Yeah, that's some writing no, there, isn't it? No. That's no. some good stuff there, no, yeah. Joe. No. Yeah. No. No. On this day, <laughs> did Tom write that, or did you? Who's guilty for that line? It's uh, that's it's a new story. It was in the. Uh, wrote it was. It's actually. It's. It's printed on this day in history. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. On this day, <laughs> January tenth in nineteen seventy six, 
again, boy, the 70s had some snow and Craziness. Cold. I mean. During a heavy snowstorm, <laughs> 325 cars were Ooh. damaged in a pileup on a Minneapolis freeway. Because they were didn't stop. Well, man, I don't freeway. know why. Uh, when you're done, I have a story about this morning's rush. I am done. Those were okay. That's this morning, um, it's January 10th. It was drive with your knees day, and so we have <laughs> a lot of crashes, uh, a lot of inexplicable crashes, but one that didn't cause any backups that really sent a chill down my spine. A guy in a semi flatbed towing. Um, on the flatbed were two giant I-beams, the kind that they use to prop up bridges, right? Yeah. Yes. Huge. He had to slam on his brakes due to traffic slowing down. The top I-beam, they were stacked, No. slid Ooh. forward right into the cab. Did he get killed? No, he's okay. Wow. But then the, the semi had a sleeper on it. Yeah. And I'm guessing the sleeper... Is what saved this guy's life. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Say, GLers, thank you. Uh, I apologize for this voice, and uh, I do have a uh, doctor's appointment today, so uh, we'll see what happens. See you at the fair. See you at the fair. See, see at the fair. At the fair. Subscribe to-, to Garage Logic on YouTube for free, and um, you're going to be entertained. It's a great deal because there are some really fun videos. And some of them go way back. Uh, then when you're all done there, right over to uh, garagelogic.com. Become a member of the town council. Ten bucks a month, hundred dollars a year. It's the best deal out there to eavesdrop on us each and every show. Garagelogic.com, John.